and you have to stand up. He said, if you're going to stand up and break a rule, think about it, and you have to be willing to take the consequences. But there's consequences to not standing up to stupid rules, too. And if you think that those consequences are lesser, then you suffer from the delusion that there's an easy path through life. Jesus began with the most obvious sign that you've come to the end of the age. Now, some people might say, well, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and nation against nation and earthquakes and famines. Well, those things have always happened. They're happening more now than they've ever happened. But they've always happened. And somebody could say, oh, come on, that's always gone on. So Jesus began with the sign that's most important for us to understand, and it's in verse 4. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed. It's the word blepo, but here it's the direct form blepete. It's like he's just grabbing hold of them. Stand up. Listen, he's trying to jerk them to attention. Take heed that no man deceive you. Deception is the most glaring sign that we've come to the end of the age. For those too slow to understand, I'll say it real slow in small words. Israel abandoned the Gaza Strip in 2005. It is now 2023. Hamas has ruled the Gaza Strip since 2006. It is now 2023. Hamas is in control of the Gaza Strip. Hamas is holding hostages. Hamas is in control of its own civilians. Those civilians live under the rule of the Hamas government in the Gaza Strip. Those civilians are Hamas's responsibility. It is a war crime to put your civilian in front of military targets. It is a war crime to shield your rockets with children. It is a war crime to hold hostages. It is a war crime to put hostages in a war zone to try to prevent bombing. All of these are war crimes. Every ounce of blood that is spilled, every building that is taken down, every ugly photo you see from Gaza is on Hamas. It is that simple. There is no duality about this. The Dennis Hall Show on Deliberty NZ. You know, one of the things that impacted on me yesterday, I suppose, was those three politicians, the trifecta. What do you call that? Um, Luxon and uh, Seymour and that bloody Winston Peters. Oh, you know the problem. I, you know, I, I, I think that um, I sort of see Luxon and Seymour as people with integrity of a different kind to the integrity that is displayed by Winston Peters. Now, um, as I as I talk to this machine, the other thing I'm doing, which was going to distract me a bit, is I've got I'm actually doing it on a video function on my computer, so I'm looking at myself. Um, and that's very distracting. Um, but but so, um, so so Grant says he'll fix that. He's just going to take. He's going to just download the sound of it. Because you know Grant can do that kind of stuff because he's a radio guy. And um, and so so you know as I looked at those three guys last yesterday, I sort of I did think that. There was a certain type of integrity that 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 exudes from um, that from 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 Luxon and Seymour, because I think that they um, they uh, they don't have the cunning that Winston Peters got. They just don't. Um, and and do I think cunning is a good thing in government? Well, no, I don't really. I think that I I actually think that the leaders of a proper democracy need to be sort of feel as though they've got their back to the wall. You know, they, they need to be... If they think they've got everybody 
sorted and, and can manipulate them, like Winston Peters does, we're all in trouble. So there was Winston, the normal old Winston. Um, and, I, you know, I can't look at the man and feel as though he's a trustworthy individual. He just, um, he comes across, he comes across as smug. He's a smug man. And, I, you know, he, I think he's smug because he knows that most New Zealanders are a bit thick. And, and particularly when it comes to politics, they're certainly not sophisticated. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't have the bunch that we've got. Um, and, and, you know, it just it's every, every election one after the other. So, you know, I kind of, I think I, I would have liked to have seen, um, I think Luxon and, and Luxon and Seymour as a team could do quite well. But this idea of swapping the bloody leadership, um, you know, having turns at being the leader, that's, that's not what the world does. The world doesn't have turns at being leader. What, what, what the world does is that the leader is the guy who's actually the leader. And so, but what we're allowed, what we're letting happen here is instead of letting the leader emerge, um, we're we're giving everybody a turn at being leader. That's dumb as dirt in my book. And so, and with Winston Peters, he's more cunning than the other two combined. And and so, but he's you know he's practiced. He's been doing it for years and years and years, and and he knows every trick in the book. And and you know and 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 you know people in the media they know he knows all the tricks as well so they're going to be fairly careful of him. They'll be more careful around Winston Peters. They'll tiptoe around Winston Peters more than they will around Luxon or Seymour. And um, and so you're going to get a kind of a you're going to get a skewed result. And when you've got all three of them having turns, I mean Luxon, you know, I mean obviously Luxon was going to be the leader. But the Winston Peters and, and um, David Seymour were going to share the deputy leadership, and Winston Peters were going to have the first was going to have the first um, eighteen months, and then Luxon was going to have the second eighteen months. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. Something tells me that's not the way that you know people expect politics to be done. Oh, it's your turn now. Oh, oh, oh okay. What about all the stuff I've been doing? Oh, just put it in a drawer uh, for next time, if there's ever a next time. And 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 who would you know? I mean, there's areas of expertise that I would give Winston Peters a lead in, and there's areas of integrity where I think that uh, Seymour would be a country mile ahead of um, Winston Peters. Because I just, I look at, you know, like I say, I, I, I see Winston Peters. You see it on his face. He doesn't even try and hide it. Smug. He's a very smug man. He's looking at everybody, looking out at the television audience, looking straight into the camera and going, ah, look at me. I'm here again. Nothing you can do about it. And that's because of a very small number of voters, really, when you think about it, compared to, for example, what vote for... National, but then you got to, you sort of got to wonder about. You know, I know people who voted for proudly voted for Winston Peters, and they said, "Oh, you're going to vote for Winston?" I said, "You got to be kidding." 
You're listening to Liberty NZ with Dennis Hall. I, but he's a sort of a, you know, back in the old days, we used to call people, when I, you know, I mean, when I was a teenager, which was a hell of a long time ago, we used to call people like Winston Peters spivs. Spivs. You know, their suit was too fresh and their hair was too well combed and, and the smile was too bright. And so there was something fake about them, so we always called them spivs. S-P-I-V. And um, but Luxon, I, you know, I sort of feel as though, I feel, you know, as I look at Luxon and Seymour, I think that I can't help but think that either one of them could do equally as good a job. But the thing about being a prime minister, it seems to me, is that they get better with time, you know, because you know experience helps. So if you put one of them in. To be the to be the prime minister first, and imagine sharing it three times between Winston and oh, good God, I can't believe it. And so, if you put Luxon in to begin with, because he got the most votes to be the prime minister, he's going to get better with experience. You know, I mean, if once a man's at the helm of a country, he's learning all kinds of stuff. Every time some bugger walks into his office with a whole lot of stuff that they want. You know, he's got to learn how to deal with that, and he'll get better at it as time passes. But then he goes he goes halfway through his term, and he's got to get out of the way for the other guy, who's now got to start at the beginning and practice and learn how to be a prime minister. That's as dumb as dirt. Only New Zealand would be that stupid. But, you know, the thing about New Zealanders is they vote for losers. They, you know... They know, you know, in a sense, you can't call, let's start with David Seymour. You can't really call David Seymour a, a, a loser. But he's from the ACT Party. And, you know, the ACT Party's been there for 30 years that I can remember. And it's never got above that sort of number that they've got now. So it's taken that long for them to, it's taken like 30, 40 years for them to mature into what they are now. And so, you know, why, why, you know, what we need to be doing is settling on one right-wing party, and that has to be national because they're the most experienced, they've been there the longest, they've got the most following, and we need to join up, get in behind them, and not just get in behind them, but get in behind them and grab them by the balls and make sure that they do the job properly. That's what I, you know, I remember being hooked up with, with, um, I was writing all this stuff um, for Silent Majority Team New Zealand with Mike Jacob, you know. And, you know, Mike's a dynamic sort of character. He's a get-up-and-go guy. And so what he, you know, he started that Silent Majority Team New Zealand and, 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 and somehow or other I ended up writing bloody essays for for them. And him and I, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Mike. I like him. He's a, he's a, he's a good guy. But at the same time, um, that you know has uh, you know one of the driving forces and all that was Mike's ego, and you know the plan that we had at the time um, was to, you know, we did have a plan. We discussed it, and not not just with me and Mike, but with me and Mike and a whole lot of other people because I was a contributor. I was contributing everything. Pardon me, I was contributing. I've got a coffee here, and I was contributing everything that I could. By writing, you know, and I have to go back and have a look at some of those essays and see what the hell I was on about. 
But 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 what Mike did without telling me is he started and and he's obviously going to get to see this and so sorry Mike but I, you know, I mean that's the truth. So Mike started NNP, which is new the new National Party. It was the new National Party or the new Nation Party, and they mucked around with the name a bit at the beginning, but but didn't tell me that he was doing that even though I had been a major contributor because he knew I would say it was a dumb idea, and it was a dumb idea. So now. How many, uh, as as far as I'm aware, I think NNP, New National Party, might have got 1,250 votes. Well, you know, it's not enough to do anything. It's just all it is, it's enough to divide a whole bunch of people. You know, what needs to happen is that uh, what, what we, was what we discussed initially, and that was, you know, if there's stuff you want, if there's stuff you want from the National Party, get involved in the National Party. And, and and help to bring it about. You know, put it put it before the board, put it before the you know, the committees or whatever that they do to sort all what it, what policy is gonna be. And you can change policy a little bit and tweak it and all that kind of stuff. But you've got to be in there to do it. But you know, going to so so let's say you're after a particular policy on farming or something, and you can get in amongst the national people, and you can tweak their their policy. You know you've got to get you've got to join up, and you've got to get on committees and stuff. But you could you know move them towards the sort of the thing that you want. The other alternative is to get start your own political party and have a thousand people decide that they're going to support your policy and have your and just lay your policy out and it goes nowhere. Nobody takes any notice. You know, and so, so it seems to me, it's always seemed to me that, you know, and so actors managed to get where it is because it was dogged. But you know, do we feel as though actors gonna go any further? I mean the the only way act can go any further is if the other two fall on their face. Because in the end, there's a whole bunch of people who've been voting national for donkey's years and probably, and they feel comfortable doing that. So they don't go, they don't even go and have a look at um, at what national are suggesting. They just go and vote for national. You know, don't, and so, you know, it's, ordinary people, you know, they want to be able to gossip about it, but do they really want to get involved? I'm not sure that they do. I think that they sort of think politics will take care of itself, but just vote for the right people, they'll do it. And and the general feeling is that, you know, National's right and Labor's left. And, you know, Labor's got some thoroughgoing dipsticks in amongst their lot, and I suppose National has too. But, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, when, it, when it comes down to sort of, you know, the, the idiot quotient, um, Labor does better than National because they're more idiots than National. You're listening to Dennis Hall at Liberty NZ. Um, so, so, you know, pe- so the people like me, I vote National. Um, and would I vote for ACT? Well, yeah, I kind of would, but, but I, I just sort of dis- I don't because I disagree with the concept. And the concept is, oh, hey, we've got a small party called, called and it's called, um, and we're doing all right. You know, we've got sort of 15% or something. I don't want to vote for something that's got 15%. I want to vote for something that's got at least 50 and more than 50 and and has got a potential to get more than 50 and has got a potential to get into into government without having to have some some string bag coming along after them as being part of the deal. Because, you know, if the thing about this business of the way we do it now is that if, for example, 
we, uh, you know, um, uh, if, for example, National missed by five points and, and Active got those five points, um, the reason that Active got those five points is because some people voted Act who otherwise would have voted for National because they're right wing. So they would otherwise have voted for national, and they would have. And so, if they, if 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 if, if you didn't have, um, uh, you know, this is me flying a kite. If you didn't have, um, if you didn't have David Seymour in there, David Seymour was a very personable man. He's a, he's a clever bugger. Uh, he could he could do a good job. He could do a good good job running the whole deal, as could Luxon. But what we've what we've done because of the this sort of MMP business is we've divided the vote up between this lot and that lot, and so you get, you know, you you, you don't end up with a with a government that feels comfortably in charge of the whole flaming com- country, and so, you know, that so this is what happens when you set up these other funny little Mickey Mouse parties. Nobody, the Mickey Mouse party can't do without can't do anything at all. Without the agreement of um, of 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 the, the the main party, which is national, I'm talking about people on the right, right? Because I vote right. I don't care what what the left does; they can do whatever they want. They they tend to they tend to be idiots. They tend to look like idiots, and they and they tend to be people who who don't look at the big picture. Um, but I do think that that maybe people like Luxon would look at the big picture, and I think that they have in the past, and I think that over time. I think, generally speaking, National has been more successful in government than what Labour has. Because Labour's left-wing. You know, left-wing are angry people. This is the Dennis Hall Show at Liberty NZ. Which is to say, I'm sorry, who, who were the Maoris, historically? Were they men and women of peace who sat around idyllically farming and having an idemically civilised life? Or were they brutal, brutal people? who did terrible things to each other and to people they met. The trade in decapitated human heads. I'm sorry, I'm not willing to have my own culture ransacked and turned through this lens of pure evil and simultaneously be expected to pretend that the Maoris or the indigenous people of Australia were these proto-Gandhi-esque figures, sort of Mother Teresa with a bit too much beheading. No, no, this is totally untrue. With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. Welcome back to the Dennis Hall Show at Liberty NZ. I mean, they call people conservatives with a sneer, but I think conservatives just want what conservatives are after is responsible government. What the left are after is, you know, some kind of radicalism. And they've got to display a little bit of a radicalism, otherwise they don't get the, you know, that's the way it seems to me. I, I, I don't, I wouldn't trust Labour as far as I could kick them. And, you know, as I've watched Labour over the, you know, because I do, I just sit there, you know, I tell myself I'm not going to do it, but I do it. I, I sit there and I watch all this nonsense on the TV and so now we've got Winston Peters in a kingmaker position, which is, 
You know, you just go, what's wrong with you people? You know, people who vote for Winston Peters, they know he's, they know he's a, what is it? What would you call him? He's like, you know, it's like some people buy funny cars, you know, don't they? They just, they just buy funny cars. And then there's a, a good ordinary car that people might buy. Um, but there's a funny one there, and, a, and like a slightly eccentric one. And so you go and buy the eccentric one because you want to make some kind of point. Well, that's why you vote for Winston Peters. We want to make some kind of point. But the point falls on the dirt. It just it ends up in the dust. Because generally speaking, Winston Peters is going to be on the outside. So, you know, if you people who vote for Winston Peters or, or vote for ACT on the right, if you gave your... Um, if you gave your vote to National and joined the party, I mean, you don't you don't have to join the party and sort of be married to it, but if you join the party so that you've got the right to turn up, you want to get the newsletters, you know, or what do you want to do? If you get the newsletter, I mean, I get the newsletters from National and I tend not to read them, but I should read them. You know, I just sort of... And, I, and it's difficult to watch the news because I know that the news... The people on the news vote Labour. All of the people on the news on both channels vote Labour. They make it really obvious, and and basically they're the stars, so a whole lot of idiots will follow them. We'll have more from Dennis Hall here at Liberty NZ. Scraping together all the news and information you need. It's engaging. At the top and bottom of the hour. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back to the Dennis Hall Show at Liberty NZ. So, you know, the idiots on the news vote Labour, so they push Labour. You know, they make it obvious. It would take an idiot not to see that the the, the media are left-leaning. They just are. And, you know, it would be a very interesting thing to do, to sit down. If I have to make some, I would have to make some notes to do it. It would be to sit down here after I've finished this sort of 30 minutes. If I sit down here and... and uh, and, and write some notes so that I can try and pull the, the you know the sort of philosophies behind these parties apart. Or you know, the, you know, to some to some degree, without even looking, I sort of have a fair idea why people vote for what. But you know, the the people who vote Labour, they consider themselves to be workers, you know, because they see Labour as being the workers' party. So. Um, and then there's the Maori Party. What do they consider them? They consider themselves to be Maoris. But, you know, some of them will be Maoris and some of them will be sort of have a fart of a Maori on them. But, you know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. You're listening to Liberty NZ with Dennis Hall. And the thing about... So Winston Peters lands in the middle. New Zealand first lands in the middle, I reckon. And in the middle means you've got no... Because they're, they're kind of halfway between Labour and National, because they'll go either way. So that means that's 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 like uh, if they were a gang, and there was a group of people that would go either way, they are not to be trusted. Well, they're not. Uh, and so the same goes for the people who, I mean, I know a lot of people who vote Winston because they sort of it, it seems to be some kind of protest vote for some of them. Oh, I'm going to show them. I'll show them. I'll show them. I'll vote National. I'll, I'll vote Labour. I'll, I'll, sorry, I'll vote Winston. And, 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 you know, does anyone give a shit? They don't. Because what you do when you vote for Winston Peters, you guarantee 
that you you that the people that you voted for won't get into government. Well, they won't because New Winston Peters is only ever going to be there as an also ran. And if he does get a place at the table because of his thing, he's going to be the rat bag. He just is. He's going to be the rat bag. And if David Seymour was there in the same sort of situation, he's. I would have thought David Seymour would would use would use his power in a more responsible way than Winston Peters does. Winston Peters will use his power to bolster his own ego. I think that I, I just got a feeling that that. David Seymour would tend to try to do the right thing. He just seems like that sort of man, you know. Does Winston Peters seem like that sort of man to me? No, no, no. Winston Peters looks like the guy that's going to look after Winston Peters. David Seymour is the kind of man, I believe, who wouldn't be able to look himself in the eye if he didn't do an honest job. Winston Peters would just laugh. You've seen him do it. You've seen him do it. Mr. Smug. You're listening to Liberty NZ with Dennis Hall. He's Mr. Smug. And so there's, there's uh, and so the other one is Luxon. So Chris Luxon. So Chris Luxon's come from the world of, um, it's hard to say, I don't know where David Seymour came from. But Chris Luxon, David Seymour's been doing that for quite a long time now. Chris Luxon hasn't, and, and he's come from the corporate the corporate thing, and, and 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 you know, being on on the board of Air New Zealand, I think he was the chairman or something. And so, what he's got to do is he's, he's got to in that role, <clears throat> he's got to do what's best for Air New Zealand, not what's best for for. Um, he doesn't have to do what's best for Qantas. He doesn't have to do what's best for BOAC. He's got to do what's best for Air New Zealand. And so, it's a it's kind of a competition, and so. But you know, at the same time, he would go, "Oh well, if he have, if we have an, a bit of an alliance with with Qantas, and we do the routes, some of those routes into the Pacific instead of them, then then that'll benefit all of us." And do you know what I mean? So they can have an alliance, and you know, and and that alliance means that you need to. You know, I mean, when they sit down to set up the alliance, they would say, well, look, you can't do this and you can't do that and we can't do that and we can't do this. And so they would organize, I'm sure they would organize the ground the ground rules. And so that's a different kind of thing. It's a reasonable thing to do. But, but and so pragmatism. The people who, who run big companies, they've got to be pragmatic about what they do. You know, they're not going to be, They'll be idealistic to a little degree, but in government, people are going to be more idealistic. But the other thing about being in government, alongside being idealistic, is that you've got to be you've, you've got to be pragmatic as well. Otherwise, you can screw the country around. You know, there'll be times when you have to go against your own grain to do what's best for the country. That's just the way it is. Because sometimes a Labour policy is going to be better for the country than a than a right-wing policy, it just is. And so what these people have to be able to do is to look at all that and go one way or the other. And so as I look at those guys, I think that I do think those three men, Luxon, Seymour and Peters, I think that Luxon and Seymour are the sort of people who would um, would, would put their party not first but sort of second, but the nation first. 
and and that would and that would be down to opinion, their opinion of what is the best for the nation. But they'd also try and look after their the, the party, and they would do that by saying to their people, "This is what's best for the nation." And so our party's going to support this, and that'll be good for the party. Do you know what I mean? There's a kind of, you know, what what what's good for the party comes should should be coming second to what's good for the nation. And and and, um, but Winston Peters, it seems to me, is so smug that he's going to do what's best for Winston. And you know he and he knows one of the, because he's been there so long and. He, uh, you got to hand it to him. He's a clever bugger, but he's been there so long. What he's able to do is he's able to say, oh, "This will be better for Winston," but I've got to come up with a reason why it's better for the country. And I think he'll try and do that. You know, he'll tr- he'll try and make excuses or not excuses or reasons or whatever, or you know, for what he's going to do. But he's going to look after Winston first. He's going to look at uh, Winston Peters is a kind of man who's going to look after Winston Peters before he looks after New Zealand first. Your home for the news. They do a great job of breaking down the big story. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back to the Dennis Hall Show at Liberty NZ. And I also think that David Seymour is the kind of person who's going to do what's best for ACT because he's going to see that as being best for Seymour. And I'd say the same for Luxon. Now, Luxon's sort of kind of new, you know, and he comes from the corporate world, whereas both of the others uh, are probably more savvy politically. But, you know, um, uh, you know, Chris Luxon, he's got, he's got uh, you know, uh, he's got National behind him in the sense that National's been there for decades. National's got history. National, National's got He's it's got a support base that that'll never leave it, and and you know I'm one of those. So you know I will always go down and vote national, and I you know I don't mind owning up to that. I don't care what people have to say about that, and and I you know why would some people will hide who they vote for, you know that's kind of fine. They can do that if they want to, but do I care? Uh, uh, you know I I just if they if they don't are not prepared to own up to who they vote for. Um, are they being real? I don't know. It seems to me that um, it's something that I think it's something that people should be honest about who they vote for. But you know, if they, if, but you know, some people see, see that as a privacy issue, and, and that's all right. You know, they don't want to be seen, and that's, I think it's because they don't want to be seen to vote for a loser. And but you know, what makes a loser? You know, you couldn't call David David Seymour David Seymour a loser. <clears throat> because what he's managed to do over time, along with Rodney Hyde and somebody else whose name I can't remember, is they've actually given their they've given their political lives to build um, to build uh, ACT up to where it is now. It's a, I thought it was a funny name when they came up with ACT, but you know Winston Peter. So ACT ACT in some respects is is a different entity to David Seymour. But New Zealand First is not a different entity to Winston Peters. They're one and the same. They just are. And so David Seymour, David Seymour is being a CEO. You know, he could go from being the CEO of of, of uh, Air New Zealand to being the CEO of 
um, of Aquinas if he wanted to. And and as I look at him, I think that if he decided to, he could easily go from being the CEO of National to being the CEO of Labour. He would just want to, he would find a way. He and, and he would move Labour where he wanted it to go and he would move National to where he wanted it to go because he's a get-up-and-go guy. And so of all of those guys, who's going to be the most pragmatic? And you want to vote for the pragmatic guy. And I reckon the most pragmatic of the three of them is absolutely Chris Luxon. So, you know, I mean, even, look, if, even if he painted hair on and looked like an idiot, I, I still think he makes more sense than the other two because I kind of know what motivates them. Well, my name's Dennis Hall and I've just shot my mouth off again. Thank you. The Wireless, today's best country. Turn 16 and drive all the boys around Foot on the gas and hands on the wheel Was all I could think about A little rust in the bed of that truck And a four-speed on the floor Five hundred dollars, it was mine on mine And I never wanted nothing more 